You are about to opt in to Monerotopia, a show for the Monero community where all are welcome to join. From noob to maxi, no matter what bags you hold. Just sit back and relax to the sweet sounds of Monero's latest progress. Or if you're feeling inspired, join us on stage. Remember, the only thing that can stop Monero is a false belief that it can be stopped. And if you want to win the revolution faster, we recommend you remove your XMR from all custodial exchanges immediately. Warning, boating accidents are common around here. Don't forget to properly secure your private keys. Monerotopia starts now. I forgot to unmute us. Hello, hello. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning, Sunshine. It's a beautiful rainy day in Hawaii. Yeah. Good morning, everyone. How's it going? It's been pretty miserable here. <laughs> my alle- really my allergies are really bad in the spring. Yeah. Even when it bad. rains, they get worse when it rains. Yeah, it's like <laughs> he like sneezes like 10 times in a row. Yeah. Like, oh my I God. think it's mold. It's like a mold allergy because when it rains, it gets to I got allergies. You got allergies. Got huh? What else? What else? Your ankle <laughs> allergies? Talk about a pansy, people. Ah. <laughs> True. You are slight. We got to get that ankle surgery. Yeah, you actually, you should. Yeah. You can't run. You can't do anything. Yeah. He's hobbling around people. I mean, I'm not hobbling anymore, but I can't exercise. Like, can't really do anything. Oh, no. I'm sure you've uh, occupied it with other things. I'll give you such some, some push ups, pull ups, supper body. And even that, I just don't really <laughs> have the will because I can't do the other stuff. Like, I need to be able to do like squats. This is or, your venting session? Deadlifts. But that's not happening. <laughs> I don't even, even after the surgery, I mean, that's going to take a long time. Yeah, it's going to take a, a, a bit, but it's okay. You, mm. You'll you'll chug through. Yeah. You'll get better. Monero keeps me going. Uh, yes, yes, it really does. So, up. yeah, I, I kind of fell off the boat with the uh, the tipping, though, a little bit, too. Well, no, you kind of did it uh, on Thursday, yeah. on Cinco de Mayo. The, but the reason I fell, and I mentioned this last time, is just because I don't... Yeah, you don't really do anything. I was forcing myself to go to Starbucks, get the yeah. coffees, get the acai, but I, it's not like... I intermittent fast. I don't eat all day. I don't eat till five, six. So o'clock. I guess you you gotta start so eating. Forcing myself to become a consumer <laughs> so I could go do tips. <laughs> Um, I mean, I love doing the tips, but I don't need to unnecessarily consume. Yeah, that's true. But you did it Thursday at the Cinco, on Cinco de Mayo. Yeah, because well, we were out. We, we yeah, went yeah, out. We, we went out. We went out to dinner. And yeah, sure. Yeah, I've convinced the guy. Yeah, you did. I wouldn't say. I wouldn't say. Off the boat, but like. It wasn't a snap, but we got him. Awesome. That was good. Right? So, he was cool. He, he was cool. Yeah, yeah, he was excited. It was good. Yeah, he was excited about it. But I mean, at least you're doing it till, uh, I guess, June 8th. I mean, that was like. No, no, no. I'll pick it back up. Pick it back up. So I lost he's going to start eating, guys. <laughs> but that's the point. You got to be consistent. Never give up. Never give up. Never give up. Okay. We get it. Anyway, so hopefully other people out there are doing it because it's a yeah. I need way. other people to jump out and do it and tweet. That will give me motivation. Got to keep it going. Yeah. It's yeah. like I was like, oh, I'm going to lead by example, and then nobody like I just... well, no, there were like two people, <laughs> so I don't feel that bad. But I want to see tweets out there. Come on, guys. Nobody, maybe it's nobody's the narrow community. Nobody's out like consuming don't... anymore. Everybody's just or at home doing it, and they don't feel like broadcasting. They get everything delivered. Nobody interacts in the real world anymore. <laughs> 
I mean, we do. But I'm I think sure we're like a rarity. Yeah, I don't know. Well, it's the Monero <laughs> community, so remember they're very. Uh, but Jill secretive. brought up a good point too. You could do it to people that are delivering you stuff too. You know, somebody's doing DoorDash or whatever Uber Eats. Hook up the Uber Eats delivery guy with the Monero wallet. Yeah, just throw tip. it out there. If they say no, okay, they say yeah. no. But maybe the next time the you're person changing like, lives hmm. when you do it. Like the guy that we tipped at this. He was he was so thrilled. Right? Yeah, he was. He was very excited about it. He was like, "Thank you so much." I, I didn't know anything about crypto, and now I do. Now he knows. So, now he knows about Monero. Whatever. But, uh, yeah, so what else we got? We got the Monerotopia NYC. It's like it's a oh June eighth. Yeah, June eighth. So it's going to be a global tail emission extravaganza. Extravaganza. So if you're new. <laughs> If you're on a New York, um, join the meetup group or come on us. down. Come on down. We don't know the location though. We're that's... gonna figure that out. We're gonna find a spot. Anybody out there that's you know lives in New York that ha- knows a good spot, obviously reach out to us. But we'll find something otherwise uh, that will accept Monero all day. Kind of restaurant, bar, maybe in Brooklyn, Manhattan, Queens, Queens or anywhere. Yeah. So should be a, something good, something central. So yeah, June 8th we'll have a spot. You guys come out if you're in New York. But the idea is we want to get other people in other locations. So if you're in another city and you never thrown a Monero, you know, there's no real Monero meetup going on yet. Get it started. See if you get one started. Yeah. I mean, we got a I few, mean, if you're I in think. a major city, you might, you know, you'd be surprised. Yeah. You might get a couple of people to come out. I, mean, I think we have some, yeah, uh, Chill, I think is throwing one in Denver, Colorado. Mm-hmm. And then um, our spores guy that... Uh, in Vegas. Yeah, in Vegas, yep. which is a big yep. one. Um, And I guess a few other. A few, uh, yeah. We Ar- could maybe try to get somebody in Argentina, I was thinking to do yeah. it. Yeah. There's a pretty big scene in Germany. We could get somebody over there. Portugal. Portugal. Nice. So, yeah, I guess the whole point is we're trying to like live stream it right um, from different locations throughout the world. So, yeah, we could all like, I mean, once again, a lot of Monero people don't like coming out into the room, but you could still, you know, go out. You don't have to be there on camera. There's one person but you can that doesn't people mind that are at the meetup <laughs> being on camera. But yeah, so if you're, you're in New York, uh, you know, join our meetup page. Um, it's going to be co hosted with Cake Wallet, Monero.com wallet. So, uh, yeah, we're been bringing back those uh, meetups, those New York City meetups. <laughs> <laughs> they were always a lot of fun. They are. They were a lot of fun. Uh, so yeah, yeah, it's June 8th. And if you want to do jump into the Monero Topia Telegram group. If you want to, you know, throw your own or join ours and jump into that group anyway. We got a lot going on in there. Yeah. Um, and what else? Uh, yeah, for the Monero Topia premiere videos, um, they've been a hit. We've been uh, this week. We had Arctic Mine in the live chat. Nam and Luke Smith was. Uh, so if you haven't checked out those videos, yeah. check them out. People love um, Luke. Got like, this, yeah. like cult following. <laughs> I think I'm becoming one of his cult <laughs> Uh, followers <laughs> he's awesome started he's listening awesome. to him quite a bit no we had a, a good week so you know stay tuned for uh the upcoming ones because yeah we're, we're trying to release them one by one we have someone editing them um, oh yeah doing she's, she's, doing, she's an doing an amazing job, job. Uh, yeah we yeah. randomly found she reached out to how did she we reached find out her? to us when now uh, we had that post about um we needed yeah. help with editing videos and she reached out we want to try to potentially get her on we don't want to maybe put her in any yeah we'll see danger, if she's interested in it. yeah but, but we want to get her on just the show. know she's doing a great job she did our yeah our promo video she's yeah. awesome i love her we pay her in monero it's pretty quite cool, cool. Yeah. she lives uh you know we can't say where we- <laughs> i'm not gonna say where but perhaps in a jurisdiction where i don't know she might want to stay under the radar a little bit yeah, but, but just know she's we doing might an awesome get her to come so. on um maybe even just like anonymously with it she helped tell her story like her process bit. yeah yeah very nice very sweet person yeah she's, so she's doing a great job very so talented. as you can see our, our premieres our dramatic premieres but um we're you know we're glad we're editing them putting the slides on people really 
really appreciate that. And we're trying to get all uh, the the speakers on live in the chat, which is fun too, because they get to watch their video. Yeah, it's their cool. talk, and then people can chime in. It's great in. for us because I really didn't get to yeah, watch any. I know. You know. I'd be running around. So now I'm sitting down watching all though. I think I'm more excited than anybody else. And then I'll sit there and watch. <laughs> and then you could see the slides now because we put them in the video. No, I was as excited so as you good. are. Um, I think yeah, that's it, right? Yeah, that's it. We and move fast because yeah, we have we have Seth and then uh, Bond Anarchist uh, yeah. going to do the price report. But what? I think Seth has, Seth has limited yeah, he's time. Limited so on time. So let's we'll get... jump on to the guest segment. So let's do it. thank you guys for listening to our rant this morning. <laughs> the Monerotopia guest segment is sponsored by Cake Wallet. Store, send, receive, and exchange your Monero and Bitcoin safely on iOS and Android too. Cake Wallet is open source, and you always control your own keys. All righty. Seth, Hello, what's going on, Seth? man? How do you do? Okay, can you hear me okay? Yes, we yeah. can. How's nice. it going? Doing pretty well. Trying no headphones and speakers today. So here's <laughs> Echo. Let me know. But No, it's fine. Yeah, you're good. To avoid. good. Yeah, you're doing yeah. good. How's yeah, that thank you all for doing this as always. Always great to have a different place for Monero community people to come together and love all the updates. So I think you all have been doing great work with the... Um, kind of slowly releasing all the videos from Monerotopia. It's a really, really interesting approach. So. Yeah, I think people it, wanted yeah. them right away, but we needed to fix them up because yeah. our audio visual is pretty shitty. So, yeah, but it, have been looking pretty. <laughs> I think it's it's worth the wait. And now she's got a process down, so she's spitting them out fast. Yeah, but, yeah, we have it coming out. But uh, yeah, man, a long time we haven't seen you. I guess since since, since the, conference. the conference. I know, I know. Weekends are a bit tricky, so I usually can't make things like this. Um, but it's glad to be able to to carve out a little bit of time today and chat yeah, with y'all and chat with people. Go over I saw you topics. yeah, tweeting. You were you got a lot on your plate. I think you said you fell behind on your show a little bit, right? You wanted to put down more episodes or whatever, but you got uh, personal things you're dealing with. Yep. You know, there's, there's a lot of people. Uh, you're in high demand. People want your content. There's <laughs> just always, I mean, in, in a decentralized project like Monero and even in the, the privacy space, there's just always more to do than there is time to do it. So um, it's hard to, yes. hard to prioritize those things. And even when you do prioritize and get things done, it always feels like there's just so much more that you wish you could work on or focus on or take on so it's what, tricky but trying to do the best i can with the time that i have yeah so what would you say is kind of your your priority list and what you try to focus on with regards mm -hmm. to Monero? i mean you do a lot and you you like dig deep you don't do like superficial stuff you don't like send out a tweet like oh monero is better than bitcoin you like <laughs> you, you spend yeah, you like you five hours like going and sending like out threads. a diesel thread so like what is your kind of priority list and what you want to be doing? yeah i mean i think I think for me, my priority still kind of remains on the, the educational side, um, just trying to break things down in a way that's not just kind of shilling or engagement tweets, but like trying to get nuanced information out there, show people why, like specifically with Monero, why Monero is a powerful tool, but not to discount the things that other projects can or can't do necessarily, um, but just to make sure that they have they have access to info just to make a well-informed decision. So um, that's where like most of my time on Twitter goes, um, trying to both put out good information about Monero and kind of combat a lot of the bad information that's out there, either from other projects or other people in the space um, who don't understand how Monero works, that kind of thing. So a lot of it goes down to that. I mean, I think we're kind of in this weird limbo right now in Monero where I feel like everyone in the Bitcoin space and really in the cryptocurrency space knows what Monero is and knows it's a privacy coin, but most people don't really understand how it actually works or what it does. Um, so we have a lot of people talking about it, but not a lot of people that understand why it is this thing that people know about now and why it's being widely 
adopted and why more people are starting to use it as a, a payment method and that kind of thing. So kind of trying to bridge the gap there. Um, past that, just kind of wherever I see gaps in the Monero community, places where um, I can step in and kind of help to help to bridge the gap, especially right now between kind of like devs and researchers and the broader space, um, like with the stuff I've been digging into ZK Snarks just to see how now that they can be done trustlessly, how they could or could not be a, a helpful tool for Monero devs and researchers to um, improve or change the protocol in the future. Um, so digging in and finding good resources there and, and trying to bring that together. Um, but yeah, really just kind of whatever I can find time for and trying to be a, a helpful presence on Twitter to bring people the info they need to make make smart decisions. Yeah, you're doing a great job and doing a great. Yeah, I'm, so I, I like that you're taking that initiative with, you know, saying let's talk about, you know, ZK Snarks and you know, whatever, whether or not it might, we might potentially want to consider implementing that tech into Monero. I think that was awesome that you took that initiative. I guess it was, you got to be a little gingerly about it, right? Because you don't want people to think like, oh, Monero tech sucks. That's why I want to do this. I see you have to like kind of keep qualifying your, your statements. So you want to, yeah. you want to like qualify it now and let people know, know what your kind of take is so people understand what's going on there. Yeah. So, I mean, the, I think the other tricky part too is that people usually associate ZK snarks with Zcash, mm -hmm. but they're not the same. There right. is a lot of overlap, obviously. Has a Z in a key piece of <laughs> Zcash is ZK snarks, but really ZK snarks are, are this generic proving tool that you can use in ways that um, can be either similar to how we currently use uh, proving tools within the Monero protocol, or it can be used in totally different methods, like trying to build out a complicated circuit that can do things like smart contracts. So it's very much a, it's a generic building block that you can use to build a protocol out of, whether that's a payment protocol or something else. Um, so yeah, when approaching it, it's tricky to kind of detach ZK Snarks from Zcash and I think properly give credit to Zcash for a lot of work that they've done on improving that field and putting money and death and research time into kind of pushing the boundaries there, but um, also not or making it clear to people that Zcash is not like the only ones who are touching ZK Snarks or the only use case for ZK Snarks or that kind of thing. So detaching that's definitely a tricky part and um, just kind of trying to show people how they can be useful. Even like an, an interesting thing, I brought this up in a, um, a GitHub issue that I can I can send you all if you want to post in the chat, um, but just kind of trying to bring together information to help devs and researchers who are already working on Monero or new ones that might want to come and start working on Monero. Um, yeah, yeah, let's post that in there. Post it in the chat, Ken. I, I learned a lot from reading that right off the bat. So who I saw, um, I think Ko was in there yeah, mm -hmm. talking about things, right? And yep. uh, what's... Uh, Kayaba Nerve. Yeah, who, that's, that. um, who is that? That's, uh, what's his name, right? Uh, uh, he was at Monerotopia, but he's been oh, a kind of constant contributor okay. and background person in the, the dev and research community. So Okay. Mm -hmm. He also the, uh, the dark he worked on, yeah. on the Farcaster atomic swaps for a while as well. Okay. Yeah. No, what's the uh, the DarkFi guy, the guy behind? Uh, oh, yeah. Amir Taki. Amir, Amir Taki. Taki. I was about to say that. <laughs> so he was, in the, he was talking in there too, right? Was he what, That's one of his, right? Yeah. Yeah. And kind of what rekindled my interest in ZK Snarks is that the DarkFi project team offered to help however they could mm -hmm. with the Monero devs and researchers exploring and, and potentially integrating CK Snarks into the protocol. Um, and they offered that at Monerotopia, which kind of got got, my, got me having renewed interest in that um, that specific tool and how it could help Monero since they had made that offer. They're building out a, an interesting, basically privacy-preserving smart contract platform using trustless CK Snarks as a key piece of that. Mm -hmm. um, so there's a lot of potential uh, kind of collaboration there. I need to dig more into their project, but it seems very fascinating and privacy-preserving 
serving kind of DeFi is a very useful thing, could be very powerful, and they specifically are, are very keen on integrating Monero and making it a, a key part of the platform. Um, so there's definitely some interesting stuff there, but that that kind of really sparked the interest that I had in, in CK Snarks and then making sure that just that we were considering it, that we had people who could explore it, um, that could see how this could, could help in the future. And the specific way that many people may think of ZK Snarks being helpful is that they can bring essentially larger per transaction anonymity sets because you can you can use a unique protocol of them to to make it so that the the true spend in a transaction could be any output on the network rather than the the one of 11 ring sig uh the one of 11 signers in a ring sig or one of 16 after the update there's definitely some powerful possibilities there but it comes with a lot of trade-offs of being very cutting edge cryptography less well understood lots more risk for implementation or cryptography flaws there's there's a lot of things to consider there um as well as they're they're a lot less efficient than the current approaches that we take so um a lot to balance and like like you said a lot to just make clear to people like this doesn't mean that monero's broken or ring signatures are broken or that they're not working well or anything like that right. monero's working extremely well as is and, and it's even doing so under much more extreme duress than any other cryptocurrency right now since mm-hmm. monero sees wide usage in darknet markets ransomware campaigns that kind of thing where well those things aren't necessarily good they are good tests of a technology because governments and law enforcement want to shut those things down so if monero can withstand the pressures there it's a good sign that the current protocol is working but that shouldn't mean that we just stop looking at the tools that can help us to continue improving that protocol over time just like we're increasing ring size and and how we've gotten where we are today right with that same i mean confidential transactions right i mean ring ct itself right came from confident transaction was invented by monero people per se but monero adopted it yeah yeah i mean our our history is largely finding good things that other people haven't invented but haven't deployed usually and then taking them improving them and implementing them into monero like like ring ct was taking confidential transactions which have been developed for bitcoin Mm -hmm. and finding a way to build ring signatures with confidential transactions in one and so it, it was a unique new protocol but it was using that building block of confidential transaction that wasn't invented by monero people but we were the first to take it implement it and make good um good use of it on a broadly used network so that's been the case for a lot of the technologies we've put forward even though there's also been a lot of um research and inventions within the monero community as well so it's finding that balance and kind of keeping an eye both internal on things like seraphis which is is definitely the next step for the monero protocol uh, but also keeping an eye externally and seeing what are the steps after that what are the potential building blocks that could even be helpful for seraphis like mm-hmm. co and Cabiner are exploring how potentially ZK Snark could be used as a piece of Seraphis. Right. Um, Seraphis maybe is so modular, right? Mm-hmm. That, that's my yeah. understanding too. So there might be some way of kind of swapping out a piece and swapping it. Mm-hmm. I know very high level <laughs> overview there, but right, isn't there some discussion yeah. in that regard? Yeah, right now they're talking about potentially replacing the membership proof portion of Seraphis with the ZK Snark. Um, whether that would be efficient enough or useful, obviously that's what they're exploring now. But um, you could potentially get that larger anonymity set using that ZK Snark for only that one piece of the protocol rather than trying to do lots of proofs within a single um, ZK Snark. So that one of the big advantages to Seraphis and something that is actually an improvement of Seraphis over even like a, a full ZK Snark implementation like in Zcash is that Seraphis is extremely modular. So you can replace specific pieces of the protocol or upgrade specific pieces of the protocol mm-hmm. without having to change everything and change every single 
single piece. So that helps both from the potential integration of ZK Snarks or just future changes that we want to make become a lot easier and a lot um, a lot smaller because we don't need to wholesale replace the whole protocol. Whereas like in Zcash right now, when they do a, an upgrade, they have to migrate all funds into a new pool. They have to do this big process because they're completely changing the transaction or the, the payment protocol as part of that. And so it requires migration and all these extra steps. Whereas Seraphis mm -hmm. does a good job of breaking things up in a modular way that um, can have some some really important benefits to the long term of Monero being able to continue to iterate and do it in a, a smarter way. Now, I, I know there was some, some drama with you know whether you know zk i guess it's halo too that it's not completely open source the licensing that they're using and then trying to you know get them to change the licensing so that you know monero could essentially use it or give monero permission to use it uh but my understanding is essentially that doesn't really even matter anyway right because i mean there there are other aspects or base layer aspects of the tech that already are completely mit open source licensed um and then you know that tech could be used i know i'm i'm, I'm really talking about this in general terms but can you explain that a little bit is that yeah yeah so it was a bit of a mess honestly the way that i approached it probably wasn't ideal in the end um i essentially was trying to dig in to see within this new upgrade that zcash is deploying there's kind of two major pieces to it one of the pieces is called halo 2 and it's essentially just this proving piece of the protocol um, that can be used to build out things like a payment protocol um and then there's orchard which is essentially their payment protocol built out of halo 2 that's, um, that's not open source Halo 2 and Orchard were both licensed with a new license, which is always suspect. Um, new open source licenses always bring a lot of trouble because people aren't going to trust them out of the gate. There's a lot of nuance that has to be figured out. Um, a lot of just not fun legal stuff that goes along with that. But they decided, it's not clear if there was much community consent in it, but um, ECC decided to license Halo 2 and Orchard as BOSL, as a, a new type of license, which is kind of like, and open source licensing is a whole another can of worms, but um, it's similar to the GPL license, which is considered a copyleft license or a viral license, which essentially means you can't use it. Um, BOSL specifically says you can use the code however you want in an open source project as long as you relicense to BOSL. So your project has to follow the same license. Um, and then if you want to use it in a closed source project, you can for up to 12 months, and then you have to open source everything after those 12 months. So it's kind of an attempt to prevent capture by closed source companies while hopefully drawing in people who are building closed source tools to eventually contribute back. It's kind of trying to strike a middle ground in a lot of ways. Um, but they chose to use this license. And essentially what that means is any project that is not BOSL, which there are no other projects that are BOSL right now because it's a new license, um, would have to relicense if they wanted to use any of this code. Um, thankfully, they're converting Halo 2 to be MIT license, which is a permissive, very open license that we could easily use something like that within Monero. Um, but Orchard, they're keeping BOSL, at least for now, even though their community seems to be very against that at this point. Um, there's a lot of discussions. Right, and, and and they're they're clearly keeping it for reasons of having a competitive advantage over other projects. I mean, like they're, that's what they're saying, because there's, there's no other reason to do that. Right? Yeah, like, yeah. Zuko put a, a long comment in their thread that um, essentially he's trying to ensure that there's value capture for Zcash as a project for BC holders specifically, while also providing the good to the world through open source. Um, but I'm not sure if in practicality you could achieve both of those goals in the same right. 
thing and in the same license. Because essentially what this seems like this will do, and I am not a lawyer, not an open source license specialist, so um, it's definitely not something that's an area of expertise, but I'm talking to lots of people about this since. It seems like essentially what this will do is make Orchard, their payment protocol, basically source available because people aren't going to be able to integrate it into their own source code unless they relicense and no one's going to want to relicense to a new license. And then it also makes it so that ECC has this permission to grant exceptions to that. So if you want to use Orchard, you can ask for an exception. And then if they grant it, you can use it under your own license and it simplifies the process there. But that license granting process is vague. It's not defined at all. I was essentially told by Zuko and Josh Swihart to propose it to the community. And then the community went back and forth on it. Most people said, we don't want to grant an exception because we don't like narrow, which is very much not the open source, uh, yeah, <laughs> the open really. source ethos there. Um, such but a bad look for them. Legit. They're like, it was, uh, you know, it was such a, you know, I know you were, you were, I don't, that wasn't your intention, but I feel like they just like put themselves in a corner then and they just, they just made themselves look really bad by overwhelmingly responding being like oh well you know we don't we don't want to open up basically open it up because we don't want monero people to use it and just i feel like that's what they're most criticized for is like this concern that they're kind of corporate and they're they're not really you know truly aligned with the open source ethos and here they are all kind of admitting to that and it's just well, and luck. traditionally Some of them are they yeah. have been well aligned with open source i mean zcash has been mit licensed before um everything has been put through MIT. They even have a specific proposal that was accepted that's supposed to make everything MIT licensed or similar, but it seems like that also kind of was ignored in this process of licensing Halo 2 and Orchard as BOSL. Um, and it, it doesn't even seem like, I, I don't think there's a cohesive group in the community that wants BOSL either. So it'll be interesting to see what they end up going with, because I think one of the important and positive things about Zcash previously has been, they have remained open source focused. Everything has been open sourced. Okay. And so other projects can take that and build on it but yeah. a license like this poses major risk to not only their own project but their their being open source in actuality rather than in name only um and like all of this was very much not my intent with going to that i was told to go to the community to ask for this exception because i was hopeful that we could get the exception up front and then know whether or not we could potentially use this code in the future or use it to build out proof of concepts or that kind of thing because mm -hmm. all of that would require an exception because we're never going to do bosl license code within monero um yeah. but obviously that all quickly into a lot of other stuff so there were some good positive voices in the community that were pushing back on on bosl and pushing to just grant anyone who asked for an exception because that would be much more aligned with the open source ethos and especially because essentially ecc has total control over who gets exceptions there's a lot of potential problems for even zcash themselves because they like right now the community couldn't fork away if they didn't like what ecc was doing or something like that they couldn't fork the project away because they couldn't get an exception from ecc to be able to use the code Code. And the code is currently licensed MIT, and the contributors would all have to approve of a move to BOSL, which they would never do. So they're essentially locking their community as well into following whatever the ECC says. So there's a lot of problems. I hope they'll revise it. I hope they'll change to MIT and keep driving the open source portion of Zcash because there's definitely a lot of promise there. Um, but we'll have to see what their community decides. There's a lot of a lot of conversations and uproar ongoing. Yes, and you're right in the middle of it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Accidentally, but oh well. You're doing. <laughs> 
good job, though. I think I think you're doing a great job as being diplomatic as always. Uh, you have a great talent for that. Which and this is a, a difficult community and sector to be diplomatic in. Like if you know, and I don't I don't know. You you have a really good skill for that. So and it's I mean it's hard in both the Monero community and Zcash community and every other one. It's hard to see past tribalism to try to see what things are being done well in other projects, what things are being done poorly, and and learn from them and use those things to improve your own project. Like obviously I see Monero as the long-term solution to financial privacy, as the long-term solution to um, financial freedom. And so if we continue to remain open like we have in the past to potentially pulling in things from other projects, even if we don't like those projects, as long as it's open source, we can see what's going on. We can re-implement it ourselves, like with this whole ZK Snarks investigation. Even if we wanted to do exactly what Zcash is doing, which we don't and we wouldn't, but even if we did, we could code that from the ground up in C++ and use it in Monero. So yeah, um, yeah. So yeah that, just hoping long, people remain open. Long story short, like, so the, um, it doesn't really matter because Monero can just build it from the ground up. Like the, the aspects of it that are truly open source are. Yeah. And the math, the, like one of the things that they cannot restrict, or at least they haven't yet, is they haven't put a copyright on the math behind it. So even right. if Halo 2 itself wasn't MIT and was under their strange new license, but it we is, could still build from the ground up using yeah. the math behind the cryptography that they're using and, and build it ourselves. And the Monero community certainly has that expertise within the, the researcher right. and dev community. Um, so I, I'm not worried about that. Like my my goal in trying to get this exception and everything was not that I didn't think we could do it, but rather if there was open source code that would be useful to us, maybe we right. could use that to reduce some of the load that goes into it. Right. Why um, waste our waste our resources, whatever reinvent yeah. the wheel when when yeah. you use some aspect of exactly. Awesome, man. Well, I once again I appreciate you, you know, putting the energy in uh and, and pushing forward on it. I think uh I think I think it was uh you know effort well well worth taking. I think it yeah. was a step in the right direction to get people talking about it more. Obviously, they already were. You know, the devs are already aware of these things, but it's good. It gets it out to everybody. And Monero being a truly open source project, you know, it gets the community involved in realizing all these things and think about it. Yeah. You know? And I think another interesting aspect of this, too, is ZK snarks and all of the things that are around that. ZK snarks, lots of different approaches to that type of proving system is very, uh, very much in focus in the broader academic and cryptocurrency space. So there's a lot of interest. There's a lot of focus there. So I think another potential advantage is we could pull in new contributors to the Monero community if we can explore this and can potentially right. use this in Monero because It'll people be who maybe they just want to work on ZK Snarks and now that Monero maybe is interested, they could jump in and help us to explore what that could mean for the protocol itself. Um, but if nothing else, hopefully it'll be a useful resource for the future for people who want to explore this and can gather resources and gather expertise and um, just make sure we kind of cover this potential angle for, for the Monero protocol. I don't have the GitHub in front of me looking at it right now, but there was something else. Was, there was another project that used the same basic technology too, that other than Zcash that I learned of. Yeah, I, I mean, there, there's actually a lot. So a lot of the, um, a lot of projects building on Ethereum are actually exploring this to be able to do um, generally, not necessarily privacy focused things, but Snarks also, ZK Snarks also provide a lot of other potential advantages, um, like side chains for Ethereum are exploring this. Um, there are um, some other main projects are like Aztec, which is a payment preserving protocol built on top of Ethereum. Um, they're using ZK Snarks. It's a, it's a very broadly used and researched technology in the space because it holds a lot of promise for, for solving 
a lot of different things. And it's a very, it's been around for a very long time. Um, the, the concept has been around for a long time, but an actual implementation that's usable um, is Plus. basically six years old, which is not long at all in the crypto, the cryptography space. Crypto is the actual term cryptography. Um, yeah. So it's very much cutting edge and has a lot of interest and focus behind it in many different projects. Again, not just Zcash. Zcash is one of them and is somewhat of a main player in the actual cryptography and research behind it. Uh, but there are a lot of other projects exploring them or using them today. Awesome, man. Awesome. Uh, I know you, you, you're you short on time and I hear babies crying in the background. <laughs> Sorry for that. <laughs> that no, so well, we apologize. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. You, you stayed you're laser like we're focused. focused. I was like, yeah. oh, poor bunch. Yeah. <laughs> you learned you learn to tune it out and focus. When you need I to know. Focus I saw that. I was like, oh. wow, look at this. Dad's bad. I was actually. <laughs> That's all I <laughs> Plenty of practice. They yes, want to sure. chill with dad. I don't blame them. <laughs> all right, man. We'll, we'll let you go. I mean, if you want to stay, by all means, uh, stay if you want to stay and we'll we'll have uh bring people on the stage later but if you if you got to go we understand uh we appreciate you jumping on and explaining some of those things yeah yeah happy to uh, like i said always always happy that y'all are, are driving this and bringing some new topics and new people together in the community so always a joy i can, I can hang out for a, a little bit longer um but y'all feel free to to move on to, to other topics and i'll i'll hang out in the background and see if i can answer some questions word awesome when's the, so when is the next episode that you're dropping because i know like you said you, you stalled a little bit there so when are you coming back with the vengeance um it'll probably be so i'll do a just kind of a broad q a episode soon hopefully we'll um start to collect questions people have um it'll be both cryptocurrency privacy kind of whatever people are interested in mm -hmm. i'll try to answer those in a probably pretty long um episode and that'll be a unique one between seasons but right now i just finished up season one um of opt out my podcast and then i'm sorry season two and then season three i'll try to launch in june is the the goal um but i'm gonna be a little bit more ambitious with the focus there so um it may be a little bit more complex and obviously we have MoneroCon happening in june um, yeah are you going you going to Monero? yep yeah, yeah. awesome yeah i'll be there one way or another hoping to present as well um but still waiting on the the yes or no to whether my my presentation was accepted <laughs> but yeah i'll be there <laughs> awesome man and now for our weekly news segment all right so that was yeah no that was correct <laughs> <laughs> is it because we did um I was trying to keep the news short. There really wasn't much major news this week, except for this. Dun, dun, dun. Senator Elizabeth Warren demands answers from Fidelity for allowing Bitcoin in retirement plans. So, yeah, just another example of Senator Warren attacking. Look at that picture. <laughs> attacking crypto. I don't know, like, what is up? Who is who's advising her? Why is I, I don't know. It just seems like a, a really bad like why is she making this her thing, where she's just constantly attack crypto for different reasons. It's interesting how like pro crypto is kind of more of a, a, a right leaning thing and like and anti-crypto is more left obviously you have those on the left that are also pro-crypto but it's like more of the anti-crypto you know the whatever the work mining um now in this example she's uh you know doesn't think fidelity is being responsible by uh, you know essentially uh, purchasing bitcoin because of the risk involved um so yeah mother elizabeth warren is looking out for all of our best interests <laughs> she wants us to trust her instead of trusting crypto because she 
she's got your interest. Uh, you know, she she she'll figure it out for us, guys. Forget about uh, Satoshi Nakamoto and you know crypto <laughs> and everybody that's working on that. She's she's looking out. Um, what's the next story? Let's let's keep moving. Oh, and then yeah, then in response, I don't know if this was in response. It seemed to happen at the same time. Uh, this guy put up a bill. Uh, Senator's Financial Freedom Act would ensure Bitcoin can be in your 401k. Uh, if you want to scroll, I don't even know which senator this is that's proposed. Senator from Alabama. Oh, don't go. Tommy Tuberville from Alabama unveiled a new bill he calls the Financial Freedom Act to allow Americans to add cryptocurrency to their 401k. So I think I'm, he's a Republican. I'm pretty sure. So here you go. It's like you got this divide. The Dems <laughs> trying to prevent or at least Warren, but she kind of really does represent that side trying to prevent uh, Bitcoin from being in retirement accounts. And this senator trying to pass a bill uh, that would allow for financial freedom for Americans to add crypto to their 401k. So it's interesting to see this political dynamic playing out. Uh, yeah. So if you're, if you're, you know, on the Republican or right side, you're probably happy about this. If you're politically not on that side, you're probably, Don't assume. but you're still into crypto. You're probably upset to see that, you know, these reps are, are out there uh, and they're not really helping crypto. Interesting dynamic. Uh, this bill just proposed. We'll see what happens with it. Um, but yeah, probably won't pass because, uh, you know, it's uh, being pushed by a Republican and they don't control the Senate right now. Oh, yeah. Just want to get the word out. Words, you know, Monero GUI has been updated. There's a new release. So just uh, getting the word out to everybody. Just helping the community realize that. So to go check it out. Download the new client or the new GUI. This is a new software release. One of the things that uh, was updated, I guess there's been this uh, ability for people to essentially charge really high uh, transaction fees uh, on their, you know, so if you go through a node that you don't, that's run, uh, I forget the term that they're using. So if you can scroll down, this way. Basically, people are able to, what's the term? Uh, warning against fees during transaction creation. So yeah, there's this issue where people are going through nodes that are controlled by people who are somehow implementing a really high transaction fee and people are doing it, not realizing it and they're trusting these nodes. So now there's a warning against high transaction fees during uh, transaction creation. So if you happen to be relying on one of these nodes that's trying to rip you off, uh, it's gonna give you a warning saying, you know, you probably don't wanna pay, you know, 20 Monero to send 30 cents. Uh, a little scary that that could happen, but it's good to see that there's solutions coming out. Obviously the ideal is to just, you know, use your own node, um, uh, but nice to see that they're trying to figure out uh, a way to to solve that problem. Uh, next story. Been the Monero Twitter sent out uh, a statement saying your tail mission is going to be coming in around 30 days. Um, this was like five days ago. So it's a little more than 30 days. Might understand we're on track for June 8th, which is when the meetup will be. <laughs> so it's almost 30 days from today. Today, well, today's, I don't know, whatever. It's going to be on June 8th. Uh, they put out a long thread on what tail emission is and why, you know, why Monero does the tail emission. This is like one of the, you know, we need to work on getting the correct info out to the general crypto community about what tail emission is and why Monero does it. Because uh, there's a lot of misunderstandings there. We always talk about privacy and fungibility, and we never really get to talk about these other cool things that Monero does. Uh, so it's it's nice to see that the word is starting 
to get out. Obviously, everybody in Monero knows this, but trying to push it out to the broader community. Uh, and then if you go to the next tweet in response to people talking about tail emission coming up in 30 days, Peter Todd put out a tweet. Monero made the right move here. So there you yeah. go. It's uh, it's start. I mean, Peter Todd has always said this. We had him on the show. He's always been interested in tail emission. He sees Monero's, ca- I mean, Bitcoin's cap supply as a potential issue for all the reasons we've, we've spoken about on this show before. Uh, so it's nice to see that Peter continues to point this out. And, you know, these ideas will, will go out to the broader crypto community and they'll start to understand, realize how there is a different design decision made here. Monero has dynamic blocks and it has tail emission and it was architected different than Bitcoin, basically uh, architected in a way that will uh, ensure future security because uh, they'll they'll never be they'll always be Monero to be mined by a mining network uh, and Monero's blocks are dynamic so uh, they will grow in size as more people use the Monero network and transaction fees will actually go down over time and as more people use Monero the cheaper transaction fees will get and Monero will be continued will always be mined in perpetuity without any fear because tail emission all these things they're all, all, all good stuff and it's nice to see uh, Peter Tar Todd getting the word out and hopefully um, people in Bitcoin start to you know pick up on this. People that are Monero curious that aren't super BTC maxi see this as yet another reason as to why you might look at and consider Monero as some as, as an interesting project. And this is good Monero news. Uh, Coin cards just continue to to kick ass in terms of Monero usage. And according to this, in April, uh, Monero was used sixty three percent compared to BTC, which is only uh, was less than twenty percent. So that's really exciting to see. Uh, I think in the I don't know if you have the other tweet there in the the global uh, usage, Monero wasn't number one. It was Bitcoin, um, but in the USA, Monero. Monero like kicked ass. So I don't know. Maybe Pretty maybe cool. it's from all those purchases we made. We made with coin cards. It must have been us. Well, hey, April. <laughs> yeah, we're a third. It was us. It was us. <laughs> But still, it was number three globally, uh, and yeah, in the U.S., sixty-three over six cent ball coin card usage. Uh, I I recently went on Bit Refills YouTube. Oh yeah, show. that's right. Yeah, yeah, we forgot to we'll mention check. that. I was interviewed by them, and the Bit Refill guy who runs their YouTube show, he's in their market. You know, who runs marketing for them <laughs> is a huge Monero. He he loves Monero. Uh-oh. He loves the Monero project. He doesn't They're know why. <laughs> well, he added himself out in the interview. It was great. He's a great dude. He had me. Out. We spoke about Monero. He interviewed me about Monero. He said, you know, he would love for Bit Refill to add Monero. Uh, I mean, we got coin cards and we love coin cards, so we don't necessarily do that. I'd like to see coin cards continue to grow. So uh, obviously, it'd be great if Bit Refill adds it because they just have a large customer base. But in the meantime, we got coin cards. But it was interesting to see, you know, here's somebody who works for Bit Refill and he's, uh, you know, secretly or actually not so secretly uh, a Monero guy. He said he went, he sold all his Bitcoin and went all in on Monero. And here he is working for Bit Refill doing their marketing and they won't even add Monero. Uh, he didn't really know why. It's, I guess, because of, you know, whatever. They don't want to take the risk. Maybe their their banking relations. Who, know, who knows what's going on? But uh, it was interesting that the people behind the scenes are actually uh, very much into Monero. I would like to, see it, like to see it added. <laughs> and I think that's it. That's the news for the week. Yeah, that is the news for the week. Bam. Um, oh, no, his chart now. Um, I think body is ready. Let's okay, see. let's get him back on. Let's get him back. Let's do the, the price segment again. Yeah. Do it again. The Monerotopia Price Report segment is sponsored by Local Monero. Avoid using KYC exchanges. 
buy and sell Monero directly for fiat peer to peer. Okay, I think. Uh, All right, he got it. He got it. Body, awesome. Body. Thank you, man. <clears throat> oh wait, on my laptop. Yeah. I, I had yeah. everything set up on my iPad, but we'll uh, we'll figure out how to make it work like this. Yeah, I added yeah, all three no of you. <laughs> you have three. Oh, awesome. <laughs> cool. I get to be schizophrenic today. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, my charts won't be too schizophrenic. So, all right, let's start with. Uh, I always like to zoom out and uh, and then zoom in. This is also going to be mm, a little bit slower because I haven't been on the uh, the web browser interface for um, trading view for a while so um this is also a new laptop it's a new uh purism libran okay anyway so here's the weekly chart for the monero us dollar and you can see that we're still inside this nice triangle uh i really i really like the way this looks uh you can see um you know i've kind of got these two lines drawn here and i usually you know we'll talk about this more later but when it comes to drawing lines i, I don't really look at any line that i draw as being hard and fast there's very few of them that are like this is the correct line to draw because as soon as you change the time frame to the daily or the four hour it, it you might draw the line a bit differently so uh, for anyone out there that's kind of learning trading i would i would definitely recommend that you draw multiple lines and give yourself a sort of a tolerance so it would be you know these kinds of large triangles tend to break towards the upside um it but you can also see that it might take us until 2023 to, to really fully get there which wouldn't surprise me given the macro state of the rest of the market uh if there's a little bit of a lag on here you know again i apologize i'm, I'm actually running this on cubes so cubes isn't necessarily the best graphical environment but um okay so this is uh this is the short term a little bit more shorter term we're on the daily chart and essentially all of this right here is i think it's both the the money run and also uh, i think it's just the natural trend of where this chart wants to go i know that we broke down uh, a little bit here but now, honestly i'm not really concerned about that if you, if you can see right here this is a pretty um, natural place that we would want to establish support so you know there's a lot of people that saw the money run and they thought hey you know i can trade this too you know let me get in and then i'll sell the top and then i'll rebuy lower and uh, you know a lot of people are like I stop degenerately gambling with our precious Monero price. But honestly, you know, I like all the guys in XMR Trader, uh, even the Mr. Ratman. <laughs> and uh, and you know, if these guys, if they can trade their way to getting more Monero, good for them. Like that, that'll that'll only be good for us. Um, and I actually do like the fact that uh, that Ratty's a bit of a contrarian voice, and uh, he's actually been more right than than maybe we'd like to admit. So the Monero US dollar price. How do we, today, how do we know um, you are not Ratty, buddy? How do we know you are Ratty? <laughs> it's just it's, one of my many that alternate markets. personality. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I do. I, I am on two or three different uh, screens here right now. So right. Uh, let's see. I wanted to show you guys something else as well. Um, this is a concept that might be a little bit hard to uh, explain at first. So if you'll if you'll bear with me. Um, so one thing that you can look at with price is, is volatility. And there's quite a few different ways of measuring it. Uh, one way that I like to look at is just standard deviation. You take your upper and lower standard deviation. This white line here represents a sort of aggregated standard deviation. And, and I'll show you what I mean by by aggregated. Um, oh, this is so slow. So much faster on the no iPad. Worries, no worries. Yeah, I don't know why That's the iPad cool. there there was no button for screen sharing there. So yeah, I don't, um, I, I don't know. Maybe I'll maybe it's some permission. Although I was screen sharing with um, Jitsi the other day. Anyways, all right. So these these blue lines. What I do is I take the standard. So the standard deviation of price. If you remember a bell curve, you know um, you've got your the center of the bell curve, which is your average um, or your median, and then you've got one standard deviation contains um, like basically 66% of all your data are close to it. Uh, and then, so what I do is I take the difference between the upper and the lower standard deviation. This is one common way that people will measure volatility. But the, the question is the standard deviation of what? Do you, 
you take the 10 day moving average, right? The, the 100 day moving average. Well, I say just take all of them, right? Take take all the way up to the 5,000 period moving average. Uh, since we're on the daily, that would be 5,000 days. And that's what these blue lines are. Now, one thing that happens when you get into these bull markets, you'll like, for example, recently, you'll see that your standard deviation, the width or your volatility starts increasing. It increases. And then at some point you end up blowing off and then all of those lines start um, collapsing again. So what happens is when you get a compression of volatility, that's basically the market kind of saying, okay, we kind of agree on a price and, and people aren't sure where the price is going to go. So, so price tends to get constrained and this happens both on long-term and on short-term. And so one thing that you'll see a lot of is when price is ready to make a big move uh, or to start a, a new trend, you'll see how all of these lines basically bunch up at the bottom. Again, that's, that's compression. That's, that's volatility. That's, uh, that's price not moving very much. And then as you see this volatility starts to increase, in this case, it was volatility to the upside. You see these bands also start to increase uh, the distance between the upper and lower standard deviation. So we're starting to see that again down here. We're, we're starting to see it looks, you know, and this could this could take weeks to months to play out, but we're starting to see compression down here. And so it, we're, we're setting up eventually to, to make a big move to the upside, hopefully. Um, this blue line, uh, this is correlation. Uh, we won't talk too much about it. I'll just show you one thing. So this is a correlation analysis. It tells you how correlated one asset is to another. So we've got the Monero US dollar price as correlated to the total market cap cryptocurrency. And so you can see that, uh, you know, as the money run was, was getting kicked, uh, you know, as we were kicking into high gear, this essentially means no correlation. So at the top here would be one, one would be 100% positive correlation. And then down here would be negative one, which would be inversely correlated. So when you're oscillating between these two here, basically it means that there's there's no correlation. So it was kind of cool. We, we sort of decoupled from the markets for a little bit um, during the money run. And uh, so this is a one hour time frame. So essentially we're looking at the intraday correlation. If we were to switch to like the four hour time frame, that would give us like a rolling four day correlation. And uh, you can see there, there's been other periods of time. Oh, this is the one that I wanted to show you or another one that I wanted to show. It's, I guess you might say mildly annoying. So this period right here, if you remember October and November of 2021, when, uh, when everything else was pumping, but our price was flat, uh, you know, that that's another place where we lost correlation. Uh, and this was a place actually where Zcash did like a 2x uh, relative to our price or, or more than that. Anyways, I just thought some of you guys might find that interesting. Hmm. It, it's useful to look at correlation because um, when you can find assets that are decorrelated, that can reduce your risk. So um, this is something you'll see in like professional investing. They'll look for assets that have no correlation because um, you, you just give yourself, it's like being diversified basically. Hmm. And people say, well, my crypto portfolio is going to be diversified. I'm going to buy this shit coin and that shit coin and, and all this other stuff. But the reality is that all of crypto is correlated to all other crypto. There, there's very, very few that are consistently decorrelated. In fact, probably none. Um, there's one that, that has showed decorrelation in the past, but I'm not going to mention its name because, well, it's a shit coin. And, <laughs> you know, this is a Monero talk. But but you're saying <laughs> but you're saying Monero is if, of, of any like major coins. It seems to be one that, that correlates quite a bit. They, yeah. they all tend to decorrelate from time to time, but Monero has historically been very correlated to the rest of the market yeah. now but there are periods of time where we do decouple from the market so i would i'm expecting hoping that as time goes forward over the next few months maybe the next year or so uh that monero shows periods of time where it's heavily decoupled from from the rest of the market um let's go to the chart that looks really good that we can all pretty much celebrate right now um or is getting really close to a celebration point this is uh, monero bitcoin of course and so this is the lifetime chart and uh let's see so this is a concept that i learned from uh, a guy named francis something or other he calls himself the crypto sniper and um what he does is, is he'll draw the uh 
you know, he'll draw these wedges and then he'll draw what he calls a splitter in between uh, right down the middle. And so um, that was that's one thing I've been playing with lately. And the important thing on this chart is that is that you can see the downtrend that we've had. It's been four years now. And this line right here, we've actually broken <laughs> this uh, this this resistance line. We, we broke it like very clearly right here. It's really hard to find a way to draw this line that we didn't break it. Um, and again, with, when it comes to drawing lines, I you'll see me sometimes my charts look schizophrenic because I'm I'm trying to find different ways to draw the line to make sure that I'm not, you know, biasing myself to, to what I prefer to believe. Um, like, so for example, we could try and change this line maybe to here, but even so, like that's still a wick, like the lowest that I could draw this line, the most shallow and the worst case that I could give us, we still wicked above that. That's, um, to me, that's significant. But, you know, if we're really being honest and trying to draw it as best we can draw the line, this is probably the right way to do it. So um, we, we did uh, break up through that. Now, it's not too surprising that, that we were going to come back down uh, into this zone. But this next candle, this candle that's happened this week, in the face of market turmoil and the market being really overall pretty negative, um, you know, really it's been a lot of volatility. We had big update and then it crashed back down after the FOMC meeting. Um, but the fact that Monero is still performing relative to Bitcoin is, um, is is pretty encouraging. The other thing too is, you know, you can see this cluster right here. Uh, that, that makes sense that we would come back down and test that area. So that's, that's really, I know it was a bit disheartening um, after the money run for us to kind of say, ah, crap, we gave up a lot of those gains. But it's the response that we had after that retrace, because again, that, that retrace is to be expected. Uh, there's, oh, as far as lines go, I just want to show one more thing. Um, you can see that there were like periods of time where, you know, essentially we we broke, uh, you know, like that was a good line. I remember we broke, I remember we broke upwards through this at the very beginning of the bull market in late 2020. And this was kind of our, uh, our personal euphoria phase before, in my opinion, they kicked on the uh, the money printing machine in this case in the form of stable coins um, and then they pumped the value it was basically leverage it amounts to leverage is what they did because all those stable coins probably almost certainly don't really exist they probably don't actually have dollars backing them so it, and the fact that they don't have dollars backing them but they say that they're stable coins out there and they're valued at a dollar that basically represents leverage so they leveraged up the system to pump the value of every shit coin that they could think of and so this had a negative impact on Monero's price you know, as we've discussed many times before you know Monero is contrary to a lot of their business um, their business ideas, right? They have chain analysis, which is a multi-billion dollar industry. The, the market cap of the chain analysis companies might exceed the market cap of Monero. So uh, anyways, it's it's kind of unsurprising in hindsight that, that this would happen. But it looks a lot to me like, again, we're we're, we're looking, and this is, uh, you know, obviously as compared to Bitcoin, um, but that's, you know, that's a really important metric for us because one thing we hear from Maximalist constantly is, well, you know, Monero, maybe you can transact with it, but it's, it's not a store of value. Which is uh, it's just kind of a BS narrative for for so many reasons, but uh, without getting into all those reasons, um, so you can see this structure here looks very similar to the structure that we have now. And I'm going to do something that's that's really dubious. Um, if I can find it, uh, where is it? I need to go to the object tree. If anyone knows which button that is here, any if anyone out there in the chat knows uh, which of these buttons I need to choose. What's it called? Um, object tree. Yeah, it's the object tree, which shows it shows all of your um, your drawings. Well, you know, I'll just redo it. Uh, it's, it's fine. Like I said, I've, I haven't been, it's been probably a couple months since I've been on the web browser version. So it's called right bars pattern. It's telling you to right click. So maybe it would. All right. Place. Object tree. Hey, hey, thank you. Random nice. viewer in the chat. Liquid reality. Okay. So if you were to take an overlay of the, these exact bars pattern right here, and then you were just to slide that to the right and believe it or not, I haven't even, um, oh, here it is. Wonderful. Uh, and I haven't even changed the time.
timeline on this. The, the, the amount of weeks here is exactly the same on the amount of weeks here. The only thing I've done is sort of squish the price down so that it fits. Uh, and this is very dubious, by the way, like this, this is, we've had this, uh, this fractal, they call them fractals. They call them bar, bars pattern. Mm -hmm. Um, this is really dubious. You, you can't make like very, you can't trade on this for the most part, but it is helpful to kind of visualize how a pattern might be similar. Um, and we've been looking at this for a long time, hoping that this, something like this plays out. If it, if it does, it essentially means that we would shoot back to, um, to all time highs, uh, in very quickly. So that would happen maybe hypothetically, you know, September, but again, this isn't a really good, like, this isn't a good trading mechanism. You can't use this for trades. Usually all you can do is kind of get a sense that you might have a similar pattern playing out. So it does look like we might have a similar pattern playing out and you might say, well, what, what could be the mechanism? <laughs> Um, what could drive us uh, higher like that? And my thinking is that uh, it could very easily be the Gox coin. So there's 141,000 um, Gox coin, uh, Bitcoin on Mount Gox that need to be, uh, that are going to be released this year. Uh, it's been a long time in the making. And Mark Carpellis said that probably um, like early fall. Now, there's, so there's 141,000 uh, Gox BTC and I did some math and unfortunately it's on my iPad so I can't, can't directly show you. But um, so the market cap ratio from Bitcoin to Monero is about uh, half a percent. It's a little bit over half a percent. It's very close to um, to actually this number right here, the 0.005959. It's very close to that because we have almost the same amount of coins in circulation. Anyways, if we were to assume that maybe about half a percent of those 141,000 Bitcoin want to convert to Monero, and that's that's a reasonable thought because who who knows the importance more uh, of anybody than than the people that lost their coins on Gox right. of, uh, of withdrawing your coins, and who's going to be more likely to be interested in Monero, right? It's the OGs, the people that have known yeah, about crypto. So that would amount to about 800 um, Bitcoin. So if you took half a percent or you know, 0.0057 um, of 141,000, that leaves us about 800 Bitcoin and that's 136,000 Monero that could potentially be purchased on the open market. And given what we saw with the money run, that that's the market, that liquid supply doesn't exist. It's just not out there. Um, now, maybe some early whales, you know, want to start unloading some bags, who knows, but that could be a big catalyst for us. Uh, and we could see a big divergence between the Bitcoin price and the Monero price. The thing that will work against us, in my opinion, is that um, is that the market does the market does look kind of um, bad overall. Like the market does not look strong. Um, let's look at a couple more charts, and then maybe we'll go to the overall. Yeah. So in in this potential scenario where this fractal plays out, which would be glorious, um, could that potentially happen in this type of market where overall Bitcoin continues to trend down against the dollar, or that that, that would be very unlikely. No, I think I think in in a normal market scenario, right under the normal paradigm regime that we've seen for the past few years, or, or really for almost the entire lifetime of an era, that would be very abnormal. But it has happened before, um, and it's it's like it's kind of one of those. Um, it's not a black swan, but you know, it's one of those events that doesn't normally happen. Uh, but I think that there is a mechanism for it to happen. I think that overall the charts are pointing towards that. Overall the like look at, at coin cards. You showed the coin cards chart earlier. Sixty three percent. Monero to like 15% Bitcoin, a big shift is happening. And I don't know if, um, I don't know if you guys feel it, but it's something that I see all over, at least the Reddits. Um, it's something I see all over, e even, even Twitter, despite the fact that I think that probably Twitter shadow bans Monero content somewhat. Um, maybe that's speculation, but uh, I, I see a big shift. Like people are not negative on Monero anymore. There's a few people here and there that are still kind of negative, but we significantly outnumber them now. Um, so it's like the setup is there to me. You know, the fundamental reason for that 
kind of event to happen is there and the Gox coin could be the thing that triggers it. And, you know, the fact that we did this money run and we pulled as much liquidity as we can off the exchanges, that's a big deal. That, that'll work to help, uh, that'll help us a lot uh, going forward. This right here is the market cap dominance. Just um, now market cap is a dubious kind of metric anyways, but for lack of anything better, we, we do use this. Um, so we've had this very long downtrend and this is actually uh, a broadening structure here. Um, my expectation would be eventually to break this to the upside, but that's really hard to say because the general dynamics of crypto is that every crypto loses dominance relative to the rest of crypto because everyone's always interested in putting money into the, into the new thing. Uh, this one right here is the Monero uh, BCH price, and why does it look like that? Probably, yeah. Uh, so this is Monero, or this is Monero versus uh, Bitcoin Cash, and I, I sometimes I like to compare Monero to Litecoin, Bitcoin Cash, Monero to um, the other proof of work coins. And so this is another like good example of where you have this large ascending lifetime triangle, and uh, and then you break to the upside, and it looks like we still have a lot more positive movement. Um, Litecoin versus Monero isn't doesn't look um, like it's not quite as amazing of a chart, but uh, it is it is nice. Let me see if I can pull it up. The evil Poloniex who keeps, uh, <laughs> who will refuse to give that one poor dude his like 3,000 Monero or however much it is. There we go. So this looks this looks to me pretty nice as well. We keep setting lower, we set higher lows. We keep trying to break out to the upside here. We're actually we're actually pretty close to being you know at our all time highs versus Litecoin. And I, to me this is important because Monero is one of these OG coins like Litecoin. Like even though Bitcoin Cash was like 2017, it's still kind of an OG coin because of the people that you know mm -hmm. that moved to it. Um, and I want to see us win against those guys particularly because we're better than them. Um, people are like well just use Bitcoin Cash. And and while I appreciate the spirit um, of why people use it. I also say, well, it has all the same problems as Bitcoin. Litecoin was just largely a code fork of Bitcoin. They don't have any hash power. They're they're ASIC mined, right? They they have somewhat spaghetti code, right? They don't have nice modular, clean code base, at least not in the way that Monero does. So I feel like this is kind of a measure of the rationality of uh, of the OGs that are interested in altcoins, that are interested in digital freedom money, because you know a lot of the OGs really do still have the ideals. We got into this for this reason. Um, so I would like to see. Monero essentially replaced those other coins. And I know that's a little bit of a, you know, us versus them mentality or, a, you know, it's not so much a we're all going to make it mentality. But, um, you know, I don't think that there can be 10 or 20 different winners in this space. And I want to see the best technology win. You know, if, if it was well, one yeah, of them, it just, make, just, make, just makes sense. And like you said, I mean, overall ecosystem, you're starting to hear a different, different tune out there. Uh, you get the BTC maxis, and then you have this other contingent of BTC people that are Monero curious and interested in it and moving over to it and now publicly talking about it you know you had the whole guns and bitcoin that whole crowd and then yeah to your point the beat the b cashers um people that are into b cash there's a lot of them that also seem to at the same time really be into monero so it, it is interesting and like you said i mean there's probably only going to be one true digital cash protocol i mean at least that that's how i see it but go ahead yeah i i, I tend to agree i don't think there will necessarily be only one but it's it's going to be limited. Like, you know, we've got, we had gold and silver and precious gemstones have traded value over hundreds and thousands of years. Um, so I could see a, a few cryptocurrencies being present, uh, being used throughout the market, before, before um, but it's not going to be 10 or 20. Yeah. Before that use case of digital cash. Right. I mean, I, exactly. I can't, right. But go ahead. Yeah. There, maybe there, maybe there could be like one more other digital cash. I don't see anything else. Kind of like you're saying, like, I don't see anything else at the moment that strikes me as being like good enough to do that. Maybe Bitcoin lightning network 
network, if they could ever prove Lightning Network and it can actually work, it's still not that fungible, but uh, maybe it's good enough to hang out, you know, and, and still stay there, or, or maybe not. I, I really, I personally haven't made up my mind. Uh, these are the net longs. Uh, so the white line is the net. So the green line is the US dollar. Uh, this is on, this is data from um, uh, Bitfinex. So the green is longs, the yellow is shorts, and then the white line is the difference between the two. So, um, you know, if we could just get a moment of silence for whoever this wrecked pleb was that decided to sell <laughs> right before the Monero run or the money run. And uh, they had this beautiful long open. If they had just kept it open another week, <laughs> they would have probably made a, a decent amount of cash. That's assuming that we actually, you know, that we believe that. Is that uh, ratty? The data. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> could be for all we know. Uh, what was that? April 10th. Yeah. So like a week before the money run, they decided to close their, their shorts. Now, do we believe Bitfinex? I don't know if I believe Bitfinex when they report stuff or not. P probably there's some truthiness to it. Uh, and then down here, this is uh, XMR BTC longs and shorts. Um, really, I should do my script to multiply by the current Bitcoin price so that it's, you know, that it's easier to see like the, the actual dollar value. But anyways, um, yeah, not, not much really going on there. It looks like, uh, again, some shorts or somebody closed a bunch of shorts right before the money run. Um, so that's not nothing too interesting going on there. Uh, we can take a look at the Monero divergences as well and see, see what's going on. Um, essentially, let's see where I have this set. Okay, so we're showing the lows right now. This is the lowest price for any one particular candle. And uh, yeah, there's really nothing going on here in the past. Do I not have Poloniex? Uh, let's see, Poloniex is in blue. Yeah, so there's nothing really that interesting going on. For a period of time, we were seeing um, significant divergences of uh, Poloniex being much lower. Let's take a look at the maximum price. Uh, yeah, here we go. So Poloniex is in blue and they, you know, they're frozen for withdrawals. So the maximum price on any one candle never seems to get to the same price as everybody else. And well, that seems to make sense. Why would they? Right. If, if you if you want that person or those people that have Monero on your exchange to sell, you don't want to give them full price. So you're just going to continually slightly mark the price down, um, which, you know, all right, whatever, Poloniex. Uh, th those guys actually stole some coin from me back in the day. They held it hostage for uh, KYC and I told them to go F themselves, you know? Yeah, I had, I may or may not have had a similar situation. Yeah, a uh, surprise. I don't, you know, the thing is, it's it's kind of also my fault because we did see it coming. Mm -hmm. And back then I was more of a pleb and I was like, no, we're, they're not going to do that and we'll win and blah 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 and well I they think, were just uh, lim limiting how much you could take off at a time right that was yeah the... let me see if i can find i need to switch to um to switch to another um, like chart layout it's here it, if the chat wants to help me out again i would be very much appreciative what's the function you're looking for i'm i have a whole other set of charts um they're all like just general crypto charts and maybe it's load chart layout yeah that's it uh, a whole bunch of stuff here there we go crypto overview. Yeah, so um, usually I like to go in reverse. I like to start with the traditional markets uh, and uh, see see what the macro structure looks like. And then I'll look at the broad crypto market and then I'll go look at Monero. Uh, we kind of did it in reverse today, but, you know, I don't want to bore everybody with, um, you know, talking about the 10-year yield. <laughs> you know, what they really care about is Monero price. Uh, so I've tried, so you can see I've got Bitcoin US dollar here. I tried to get away from that and going to, to total crypto market cap um, mm -hmm. because people say Bitcoin leads the market, but I'm not sure how much I believe that anymore. I think that it's the total has been a cleaner chart for most of the bull run right now. And the current sort of the microstructure, it's um, the Bitcoin chart is actually slightly cleaner. Uh, but anyway, so we'll look at the total crypto market cap. And uh, essentially what we're looking at is very close to breakdown. Uh, maybe we'll go to the daily. Probably the daily will make more sense here. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, so maybe just going back to last summer, you can see that we have this wedge here. You get this, uh, you get this volatility, you get this compression, the volatility goes down, um, and then you end up with a break to the upside and that fueled us up here. Now, uh, this entire part of this run was on very low volume. It didn't make any sense that the price was pumping, except for the fact that they were launching uh, the ETF and the insiders knew that ETF was going to get approved. So my thinking was that this entire run happened here and it was artificial. Um, there was a whole bunch of other stuff that we could see in real time happening to, you know, I, I was saying, guys, this is this is an artificial top. We're not going to 100K. And everyone told me I was crazy and that we're definitely going to 100K in Bitcoin. And it turned out that, you know, essentially this was a scam. This was a distribution. Uh, and I, I wish I had uh, a little bit, maybe next time I'll prepare and show you guys what a Wyckoff distribution is. But this right here, um, well, actually, it would look better on the Bitcoin chart. Uh, we'll talk about Wyckoff next time. Essentially, it's a way that big insiders and whales unload their bags at maximum possible price onto retail. And that's what happened with crypto um, this last go around. So anyways, the total market cap, essentially, we're, we're inside of this channel here. And um, we're basically on the verge of breaking this channel down. Um, you know, these right here, those are just wicks. We just kind of wicked down to the bottom there. Well, we've been closing multiple days. Uh, the one thing the one thing that um, we might get a little bounce out of is you can see that we've got this uh, descending wedge. And these descending wedges, they tend to break to the upside, but not always. Um, sometimes they can break to the downside. And the problem is that we are we do have significant bearish um, just fundamental factors going on. And this chart looks really weak. Like So this day, this big green candle right here, that was the FOMC meeting when they raised by 50 basis points. And then they said, well, you know, we're not going to raise any more um, through the month of June. So that was a big green candle right there. That was a nice pump. And then the very next day, like technically this is not a bearish engulfing candle, but, uh, you know, because crypto is a 24 hour market. So the open and the close are almost always exactly the same. But you could almost kind of look at this this red candle here on May 5th as being a bearish engulfing candle. Any good thing that was believed by the market on this candle was just totally erased um, on the next day. And so it's possible that we could get another, you know, here's another thing that I think is also happening. I think that the market makers are essentially trying to, one, the market is undecided. The market doesn't know where it wants to go, but the market makers do love to use volatility during indecisive times. They'll BART charts, right? People talk about the BART chart. They'll force it up. It'll do some stuff. Then it'll drop back down violently. Um, and and often that happens um, during these, these periods where uh, before a big move is about to happen. So uh, all I'm saying is that anyone out there that's trading altcoins, be really careful right now. You um, you probably want to look for ways to get out of your altcoins. I was really hoping for a bigger bounce. Like this bounce was something that I've been expecting since January. Like since we were somewhere down here, I had been expecting that we would get something like this. I just thought we would get higher. I thought we might make it up, you know, another 20 or 30% higher. Um, and But the market was too weak to even do that. Uh, so we can take a look at Bitcoin. And uh, Bitcoin has a very similar structure going on. So again, we've got this channel here. It's a really easily defined channel. And then we just just crashed right through it. We just broke that down completely. And uh, that's that's problematic, right? This is this is exactly where you'd say, hey, you know, we had the Fed promise not to raise rates for the rest of June. We should break to the upside. We should hold this. Uh, we should hold this support here, you know, and at least try and go to the splitter, right? At least try and make a rebound to the splitter. That didn't happen. Um, so overall, just the market just does not look strong. We you a bull market or a bull market doesn't doesn't look like this. A bull market should be should give you significantly more strength. And I know that people want to talk about the inflation and everything, but the problem is that inflation doesn't hit evenly. The people that print the money decide where it goes first, and then that money has to redistribute to the rest of the market. Um, let me show you. Thought that I had it here, but uh, we I mean, won't look at that. What, what do you think of that overall? I mean, we're 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 experiencing crazy inflation, so this is a time when crypto 
should really be, you know, fulfilling one of its use cases. And yet it's just, you know, trending down with the, the broader uh, stock market. Yeah, that's um, it's kind of like uh, it's time to to crush some narratives, right? It's, it's time to reevaluate what we thought the narrative was. Um, we thought crypto would be a hedge against inflation and maybe one day it will act more like gold. Maybe one day it will be a safety play. But for the moment, crypto acts like tech stocks on steroids. So now as far as inflation goes, people people don't really understand this. The people that print the money decide where the new inflation goes and they always put it into the stock market. And then um, they started putting it into the housing market uh, and they've kind of been putting it into the bond market for like 40 years now. So the thing is, nobody wants to be, nobody wants to go buy a new car. No one wants to go buy their Lambo when they know that they have mad gains on a 10X coming up because of all the money that's being printed, right? So um, from March, 2020 until March, 2021, the Fed printed 25% of the M2 monetary supply, which is unprecedented. They've never done that. That's basically the, the total liquid supply of money in the system. All checking accounts, all cash, all time deposits of less than a year. Essentially the liquid money that people have to actually buy stuff with. Now they printed 25%, but that inflation rate, they're actually, the M2 monetary inflation rate currently is about normal. It's a little bit high, but it's not like, it's not really that high. So what happened is they blew a huge bubble in the markets. Um, so that went into housing, that went into stocks, and that went into uh, tech stocks on steroids, aka crypto. And so it's risk on, right? People are saying, hey, I'm not going to spend money on, on consumer goods or anything else because I am I know that there's a huge bull market coming. Well, eventually that kind of peters out, right? The Fed stopped printing as much money. They started threatening to raise rates. Then they started actually raising rates. Um, now they're talking about reducing their balance sheet. Um, you know, we have, to, we have to see if they actually do reduce their balance sheet or not. Um, they tried this in 2018, 2019, and the markets threw a fit. So essentially what happens then, the market starts to falter. People start to um, start to get scared. The, the, and, and so all of that money that went into the stock market, that went into housing uh, and these risk on assets, suddenly um, that money starts to make its way into other parts of the economy, right? It starts to make its way into commodities, into consumer goods. People start noticing that, hey, my rent is getting a lot higher. Why? Because, well, you're getting charged more property taxes by the city. And that, you know, that can take a year or two for, for these jurisdictions to catch up on their property taxes and say, well, hey, hey your house is now valued 50% higher. So now people are starting to have pay more money for their gas, more money for food and, and their rent. Suddenly they don't have the disposable income, right? And then there was all this stimulus that happened uh, with, uh, you know, with the crazy disease or the, the crazy um, tyranny associated with the disease. Uh, they did all the stimulus, but then there's no more stimulus, right? That ended uh, in the fall of last year. So people don't have disposable income to continue throwing into crypto, to throw into the stock market. Now this inflation starts to rise and they start to get worried. They say, oh crap, maybe I should take some mad gains off the table and I should go ahead and buy my Lambo now instead of buying it 20% higher next year. Um, maybe I should, you know, I should go and spend uh, spend the money that I've been saving in the stock market. And this happens like on a very broad, you know, on a broad uh, society level psychology. So now the market is getting sold. Right? People are selling their stocks. They're selling their risk on assets to go buy stuff. And then as they buy stuff, that makes the inflation even worse. And so we're still, this is where we're at right now. And the Federal Reserve is still saying, hey, we're going to hike interest rates. Um, they're still being very hawkish. And they're still saying that they're going to reduce their balance sheet. Um, there's no new stimulus. So it's like, well, where is that money going to come from? So the thing about inflation is that it, it we do have inflation, but right now it's it's all of the money that went into the stock market and risk on. It's the rest of the economy just catching up to that. So it's very possible for us to have in, inflation of consumer goods and inflation of commodities without necessarily having a commensurate uh, rise in cryptocurrency and stocks. There's just no new buyers. Like anyone that, that wanted to buy crypto, you've had two years, right? Any or At least a year and a half. So there's very few new buyers in crypto. And, um, and then think about the shitcoin market. It's worse than 2017. We have, what is it, like 10 or 20,000 altcoins out there? Like that stuff needs to get 
washed out. We need a bear market to wash all that crap out. Mm -hmm. um, and then at some point, you know, it's it's likely that crypto could act as a safety play when when the bond market fully. And this is kind of a more macro picture, but the entire like stock market bubble has been fueled by the bond market. The bond market overshadows the stock market by orders of magnitude. And essentially, what happened is the end of the bull market in bonds. Uh, it, it, the bull market in government debt has been like a 45-year bull market, and that's coming to an end. So I think they've got one little hurrah. I think we're going to have like a regular bear market here for maybe the next six to nine months, and then we'll probably pick it up again next year. Again, I feel comfortable holding Monero. It could drop. Yeah, it could drop. It's it's hard for me to make any price calls on Monero because I know that it's correlated to the rest of the crypto market, but we have these other fundamental factors happening, like where the exchanges are dry on Monero and they've been, you know, they just don't have that much. And then there's this Gox thing where we could see a massive influx. So I'm not going to sell my Monero, even if I have to write it down another 50 or 70%. But Bitcoin, oh, I want to show you guys this chart too. And I know I'm talking fast, so just interrupt me. Yeah, you're, you're getting out a ton of amazing information, man. Cool. So this is GBTC. Uh, if you guys don't know what GBTC is, and hopefully most of you do, but if you don't, um, Grayscale, uh, they created a trust where they can list this ETF on the NASDAQ, right, on the stock market. What they do is they take money from institutional investors and they'll take that money, they'll use it to buy Bitcoin. They'll put that Bitcoin in, in a trust where it gets locked up for, you could say forever, but it, it gets locked up. Uh, and then they issue uh, like shares of stock in the GBTC trust to the institutional investors who gave them money. Those institutional investors have to hold it for six months and then they can sell it on the open stock market. It was kind of like a backdoor way of getting um, the Bitcoin, getting being able to get exposure to Bitcoin on the stock market. So the thing is, all of these Bitcoins are held in trust by Grayscale and they have a nominal value, right? I don't know how much they have. It's probably like 100,000 Bitcoin locked up in this trust. So the Bitcoin have a nominal spot value on the basis of like what Bitcoin trades for on Coinbase. But then you have the, the market cap of the actual Grayscale Bitcoin trust in terms of the price it trades for on the stock market. And there's a differential that happens there. Now for, th that's what this bottom chart is. Um, it's a percentage. You can see that it goes, you know, it, we've we've been almost 125% higher. Uh, so what happens is during, during bull markets, people on the stock market want exposure to Bitcoin, but without actually having to go buy it. So they'll buy this uh, GBTC. And so it'll end up trading at a significant premium. It'll trade sometimes almost twice as much as the actual price of Bitcoin. Um, but then what happened, uh, what happened in 2021, uh, notice that it was right around as the market was starting to peak, um, you know, March, the, the premium went negative. So in other words, people on the stock market were not interested in gaining exposure to the price of Bitcoin. And this, this um, ETF started trading at a premium below the, the actual price of Bitcoin. So right now, effectively, it's trading, GBTC is trading about 28% below the price, the nominal price of the Bitcoin held in that trust. Now, this is, again, you know, kind of uh, destroying narratives. When people talk about the, all of the institutional FOMO is happening and, and oh, the, you know, it's, it, this is a new paradigm. And this was last year, you know, and, I, and I'm looking at this premium. I say, wow, why is this premium negative? Are you telling, so there's institutional FOMO, but these guys don't want to get a 16% discount on the price of Bitcoin. They can they can just easily go pick up this, this stock and get exposure to the price of Bitcoin as 16% discount. Why aren't they? That kind of, that really mm, kind of destroys the narrative of institutional FOMO. And this, this just keeps getting more and more negative. So it just means that people that have this, uh, that have this coin, uh, or sorry, that have this um, shares and this trust, they keep selling. And the thing is, they GBTC, the, the Grayscale Trust, they can't go in reverse. They can't actually pull coins out of that trust. If anyone is going to get an ETF that's actually spot Bitcoin, so the two ETFs that were approved in October, they're not spot Bitcoin, they're futures. Um, they're based on the futures product of Bitcoin, right? The the CME futures of Bitcoin. The, it's just an ETF based on the futures price. It's not actually based on the spot price of Bitcoin. If any ETF actually gets approved um, to be an ETF that is literally 
just one for one the spot price of Bitcoin, it'll probably be grayscale. But until this premium starts to turn around, I'm going to have a hard time believing that that we're going to be entering a bull market. So um, there's just there's just so many things that I could show you guys. Uh, you know, I think I've I think I've gone on for long enough for today. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'll Dude, show you a amazing amount of information though. What um so is your background? I don't know if we talked about. It, is your background in like trading and markets, or is this is just uh you know something that you got into with crypto? Uh, it's something I just got into with crypto, but uh, I do have an engineering background. So I graduated with an electrical engineering degree, and then uh, I did flight tests for a few years, and then I went to work uh, in a semiconductor factory uh, where I was a process engineer. So I've got a little bit of stats background, a little bit of math background. Amazing, man. Amazing. Do you think so? Like we said, the the, the narrative of you know Bitcoin being digital gold and a store of value is kind of failing right now, right? It's not. It's it's just it's just trending down with the rest of the market. Like I said, it's just acting like a, a tech stock. Um, do you think that might open people's eyes and get them to reassess what the true value of crypto is and open their eyes to this digital cash concept? Like, oh, it's not so much about digital gold and storing your value, but having something where you can send transactions without censorship, uh, you know, without, you know, seeing how much you're sending and who you're sending it to. Do you think that could kind of be a catalyst where they see uh, crypto not really functioning so well as a store of value, but then realize what the real value proposition crypto might be? Yeah, I think I think that's happening right now in real time. Um, I still hazard the uh, cryptocurrency subreddit and I see a lot of attitudes changing. Last year, it was it was a very different place. But now I see a lot of people kind of looking inward, questioning, OK, well, what are we here for and, and what's going on with this? And it's funny how pain occasionally uh, can motivate you to reevaluate uh, the way you look at things. Amazing, man. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for taking the time to to do this, put this all together. I know it takes a lot of work uh, and you, you know, you presented it very well. Well, thanks, man. I uh, appreciate you guys having me on. And, uh, you know, honestly, it doesn't it doesn't take too much work because uh, I just this is what I look at every day. I'm just kind of showing <laughs> you guys what uh, the stuff that I look at. So, well, we greatly yeah, appreciate yeah, it. Uh, I don't know if you want to throw a, a send us an address that we could post. People want to send you tips or something or whatever. But um... absolutely not. Yo, yo, I very much appreciate it. I should be sending y'all a tip. Thank you, man. Thank you. And Thank you for once again, it was great, great meeting us, you yeah. uh, in person too at Monerotopia. Hope to hope that happen again. Yeah, likewise. I'm, I'm sure we'll meet again. At the next one. All right, buddy. So uh, yeah, I guess we'll, we'll just move on to the last segment of the show. Um, the viewers on stage, is there anybody that wants to jump up? I don't yeah, know. We if, have a few in the back. If Baldy can stick around a little bit, people could ask some questions. Uh, yeah, I'll we'll be here all day. Or any other topics. Let's uh, let's move on to let's the viewers on. on stage. Come on down. Come down. <laughs> it's the viewers on stage segment. It's that time where we invite you, the viewers, up on stage to comment on anything you've heard so far today, ask the guest a question, or maybe talk about one of the news topics. Come on down. I can hear you. It's like a... <laughs> Don't make fun of me, Rude. Um, hello. Yeah. Uh, we yeah. have body. We have individual A, and I uh, put the link in the chat for those that want to join. Hello, individual A. I, li I like his uh, his logo there. Love, Love all, all, trust, trust few. You. Respect privacy. Respect privacy. Individual yeah, A. Hi there. Hi, hi there. I uh, hope you can hear me well. Yes, we can. Okay, okay. Uh, yeah, there was uh, a lot of information, uh, uh, great great charts, great uh, uh, talk from, from uh, Body. 
thanks a lot for that um yeah yeah no worries awesome. man I, I love your your logo there the, the, I, I, uh, I was on the show a few uh, shows ago i think like three weeks ago or something mm -hmm. and i had that one in in uh in portuguese and uh, i have a few other languages as well and i thought maybe this time i put it up in english so people can read it actually i love it is it is are people selling that one as a sticker i don't think i've seen that in no i just i just uh, uh put it together on, on gimp just out of fun mm, it's good it, it says a lot it says a lot in a, in a short amount of space i was thinking of putting it on a t-shirt for the for the Mon uh, monero con in in uh, lisboa yeah uh, i don't know if i will do that but uh, <laughs> that was an idea now you so you're located in portugal no i'm a european yes no. but not in portugal <laughs> oh, but you'll be in monero con so um what's going on man uh tell, tell us some more uh, did we did we get your monero story last time you were on uh i'm not sure and uh i may or may not have some monero just like you <laughs> <know>. <laughs> well i guess what you know let us know in a, in a general sense you know you don't have to give us details but like kind of what what led you to monero or have you always been a monero person Did, was it uh not always your way not to always but i came to it uh, uh after i started the, uh, my journey into crypto uh, universe uh i came to monero quite quickly because uh, of the privacy and everything um and it is uh, for me it's the only the only true true uh, digital cash actually for all the points that you make in in your your talks and everything so this will be my first uh, um conference in in portugal and i'm looking forward to it to to meet some guys actually and uh, yeah awesome cool. yeah we're very excited unfortunately we'll probably only swoop in for the weekend he's gonna say hi <laughs> bye i see <laughs> somebody has i have a general question regarding gratuitous is the tipping address that of a general fund from where tips are dispatched among workers or are they individual um no it goes to it goes to a general address and then it's sent out in a batch payment to all the 20 uh individual addresses or it's actually a little less than 20 it's like i don't know whatever like 15, 15 15 um yeah and we want to go well we we did go back down there but we want to go down again and hook up more of the people that uh work on coffee plantation we hooked up all the regular workers the ones that are kind of there year round uh but what we want to start doing moving forward is each season with each new batch of coffee uh hooking up those that go out and actually pick the beans so they're they just kind of come in just for that purpose during the harvest we missed it this year because of covid and a couple other things so we didn't get there until after the harvest so that's unfortunate uh but hopefully next year we'll be able to pull that off um so we'll show up i don't know whatever in the fall or yeah something. fall um and then we would hook up these like 100 plus um temporary workers that come in just for the harvest and then when you send your tip it would just go to these the 20 regulars but then it would go to the additional 100 and obviously we want to do that so we continue to spread it to more and more people but good question good question uh other i saw somebody else said gratuitous they ran they're running out they need to order more yeah by all means please do we roast the beans fresh now so we have uh somebody uh stateside who's receiving the beans for us uh from guatemala in green form and then roasting them uh, i don't know anybody who's at Min minerotopia saw that we had the roaster there <laughs> that was a cool He's, little station uh, <laughs> 
a friend we met along the way who's very much into Monero is helping out gratuitous and who also happens to like work in the coffee industry a little bit. So he's he's our roaster and he individually roasts it for us and then sends out the coffee. So uh, we're just trying to slowly improve that project. We may we may go to <laughs> India in January and try to add you know another farm. as a family trick <laughs> trip. Everyone family trip. We may try to add like tea tea producers. Doug will always make it into a Monero yeah. session. So somehow. we're we're slow. Yeah, obviously we're spread thin, but slowly trying to grow that project. Get uh get other people to help us work on that, so we can slowly grow it. But the coffee thing is great because we can slowly grow because as just people order, we ship. Um, I saw another yeah. good question up top. Somebody had asked some. Oh, they're saying bring up P two pool. Yeah. So yeah, we should, you know guys use P two pool. Don't don't use any of the other you know uh, uh you know mining pools. Uh, we don't want to give them too much power. P two pool was invented for the purposes of making sure that's no longer uh, an issue and there's really no reason not to use it um i guess especially now with the new gui and client my understanding is p2 pool is built right into it. it should be easier than ever to get it up and running uh so somebody pointed that out because i think the one of the one of the other pools is starting to gain a lot of uh, uh a percentage of the the mining network again uh so yeah that's a good point p2 pool everybody use it and we um, have another guest here red rothbard red hello. rothbard what's going on man hello thank you for joining us and jumping on today silent no. well, okay he ran away oh, oh he's, he's back. back or he she i don't know whoever the person thank you for joining us if you want to say hello or not or just hang out with us red rockboard what do you got um i don't know what he hello okay well i don't know your mic isn't working he made some good points in the chat before yeah about, uh, um, no. <clears throat> buying gold and, and and silver with monero and uh for for the haveno uh decks to to put it on there oh haveno decks to put like a gold silver trade oh, yeah, option common here bitcoin isn't digital gold gold is gold and monero is digital silver sure that's a, yeah well you want to you want to jump on rothbard tell us more about that well they're on but i don't know he's but, muted yeah he's just muted okay i mean yeah it's it's a good point you know uh i don't know what, what do you guys think individually what do you think about that so this idea that you know crypto can never really truly replace you know hard, hard metals i think uh, one of the main ideas behind it is to to uh, develop the the economy around uh, monero right because we need monero to be actually a currency and not a, a asset to hodl but actually it has to, it has to function as a as money and therefore we need to to have uh, um, yeah markets where we can use it right so uh, i think this is one of the points that uh, red had um what do you think i, I know i sing duck's song here because he's always talking about it so yeah obviously you know i think we need to just focus on building a monero circular economy uh and then monero's price will will go up as more people use you know join the network and then over time it could essentially become a better and better store of value uh i mean those in the in the bitcoin community say otherwise right like store of value first and then figure out how to make it a transactional currency i think monero is organically taking the other approach where it's just being used for something uh and then maybe over time it it acquires the additional use of being a store of value which i think we're, we're already saying uh yeah that's that's my take but yeah i think i think the best thing we can do is rather than be out there saying uh oh, monero's digital gold monero's digital gold is uh you know use monero as as digital cash it can it also be digital gold sure uh if anything is going to be digital gold monero has characteristics that make just as good as anything else if not better than things like bitcoin
Bitcoin. Um, but you don't even have to think about that. Most importantly, it's it's amazing uh, for its purposes of digital and, cash. And gold, gold was once cash, though. <laughs> this is where it is, where the connection is, right? So uh, Monero is uh, the, the digital form of it. It's, it's uh, mm -hmm. scarce enough. Uh, it has a, a small tail emission, which is very important in my, my idea, in my uh, conviction. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah. We need the markets. We need goods to to like the coffee. You know, we need the uh, things to buy with Monero, and uh, then Monero will grow. Yeah, I think uh, I'm starting to see more and more action in that area. So we have we have Monerica, obviously, which is cool. They've created a nice database of everybody that's like willing to accept Monero. And I'm hearing lots of little pitter putter of other people working on projects. Um, so it's 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 nice to see. I would say anybody that's interested come into the Monero Topia Telegram group. I'm trying to make that you know one of the focuses of things that's discussed there. Um, but yeah, if you're if you're sitting there and you're wondering what you know what to do, what can I do to help Monero? How do we take this next level you know just just be the change you want to see so get out there and just start using monero so uh try to convince that rest that pizza place that you go to and get your pizza every week start by trying to give them a tip when you get your pizza eventually try to tip get, convince them to accept monero for you I've, I've done that over here i know i know it could be done uh try to convince people in your daily life to essentially accept monero for the things you need and as i've said over and over again you'd be surprised where we're currently at you'll 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 find that people are open to doing that they all everybody's heard crypto about crypto at this point they know there's a chance there you know could go up in value for whatever reason they're 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 interested now they're open to it they know it's not like um you know some scam and so you'd be surprised you can convince people to accept crypto so it's just an easy thing to do to get the monero circular economy going even if you don't want to like start selling something on your own just start using monero and convincing people to accept it tips is the easiest because that's a no-brainer it's like money you wouldn't have gotten otherwise you're just saying could you please let me give you a gift of, of crypto <laughs> so i mean it, it's it's hard for somebody to say no and then the next level is getting them to actually accept it for the product services they're selling Roth, at, yeah, does he want to give Roth another shot barred. yeah his phone died <laughs> sorry guys are you there no worries hey no worries um, I just wanted to uh, kind of plug a post I made in Havana Odex. Mm -hmm. Use them to accept gold and silver as accepted currency for their cash in-person purchases. And, Very uh, close. What kind of responses were you getting to that? Well, I was in the uh, the um, di the uh, server, not Discord, um, the other one, Element. Element. Um, for whatever reason, I got kicked out, <laughs> even though I didn't really say anything offensive ever. But uh, You got the kicked out of the Vino room or something? Yeah, he didn't seem too open. <laughs> the idea is that it'd be a pretty trivial change but it uh it seems like a good idea because if you're in ukraine for instance and your currency suddenly collapses well almost everyone has jewelry you could still sell your jewelry walk across a border as a refugee with monero hidden on you in your head or on your person without worrying about getting robbed or if uh, your government's becoming totalitarian you can get into uh monero with your jewelry um or if your currency collapses um and then the other thing is it would bring liquidity to gold itself so that you could transfer two tons of gold anywhere in the world in under 20 minutes and uh i think it, it would benefit each each monetary network i guess so uh bitcoin could no longer say they're digital gold because Monero could create a marketplace and a clearinghouse for transferring gold securely, privately, and instantly. Um, or you could just take a 20, like a one ounce gold coin or 20, 20 ounces of silver 
do a, a local meetup with someone and purchase Monero. And another huge advantage is as these central banksters are introducing CBDCs and eliminating physical cash, well, there's no way they can eliminate physical precious metals. So it creates a permanent on and off ramp for laundering Monero into anything that they come up with because CBDCs are obviously going to have to accept or be used for buying and selling and trading gold and silver. So it's like a backdoor and it is a currency. It's uh, it's weird that they would list all these fiat cra- trash currencies, but not actual money. Um, so I'd like to encourage everyone to go to GitHub and find the suggestion for adding gold and silver as accepted currencies for Haveno um, and leave a comment in support if you're so inclined. Yeah, sounds sounds like a good idea to me. Yeah, get keep the convo going, get more people uh, talking about it and asking for it. Does local Monero have that option or local Bitcoin even? Is that something that people are doing? That would have been my question too. <laughs> and and that would be I the idea, anyone, right? I don't think anyone's thought of doing this, although it seems pretty obvious to me. There's also a product called uh Goldbacks, which are basically uh gold plastic laminated gold bills. Yeah. It's like a, have some of those. About, yeah, it's like the size of a dollar bill, but it's actual like uh I think maybe vapor deposit gold into plastic laminate mm-hmm. so spendable bill of actual gold in denominations of one one thousandth of a troy ounce of gold per bill so it's like a dozen eggs or a loaf of bread per bill so if they listed gold silver and gold backs uh a place like new hampshire would have a huge amount of utility with that mm-hmm. um and you could like i said you could gain access to that entire market all the gold bugs would have a way of basically having a uh, a settlement or Monero and gold could kind of be like settlement layers for each other and kind of have a um, net positive relationship. And uh, we could totally take that digital gold narrative away from Bitcoin by creating that market. Yeah, no, I love it. Have you, do you ever go to Porkfest? I went last time. Oh, okay. Yeah, we were there too. Did I wonder if we met? Um, I, uh, I was wearing the Monero sweater. Oh, shit. <laughs> One of the crypto beer wears. <laughs> Okay. You, I think we did. I think we met. Oh okay. yeah. Well, are you gonna be there this year? We'll be there this year. We're, we're gonna ha- we're gonna have more of a presence. Um. So yeah, please. Uh, if you're gonna be there, come come hang out with us. Okay. Uh, sounds good. Yeah. No. But I, I I love the you know I love these concepts. I don't really know why why yeah why aren't we seeing that being done on a local Bitcoin? Seems like the the, the people that uh would be you know kind of early adopters to local Monero and local Bitcoin would be very open to to these things. I guess there's just not as much. I, demand I don't, I don't know i didn't even think to approach them but i'll hit them up on twitter and uh tell them yeah yeah i think it makes sense yeah yeah very cool um body i see you're cutting in cut out Any, anything you want to mention with what's being discussed hey i uh you guys had me on my uh my laptop my microphone anyways um yeah the the gold silver thing um i guess you know sometimes i sometimes it's better not to make like just the straight analogy and say well which factors like which aspects are comparable right um there's a lot of aspects that are comparable uh from Monero and uh, between Monero and, and precious metals, and then maybe in some other ways there's not. I see um, one thing I've seen a lot in cryptocurrency is kind of like these battles of narratives, and sometimes the criteria are ill-defined. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, I guess that's really my only thoughts on that. Okay, okay, um, yeah, and the other thing too, just maybe there's all these gold stores, uh, you know, buying, selling, uh, you know, cash for gold and things like that. I mean, those those would be perfect places to come. You know, Monero hubs. Obviously, you have legal issues with that, you know, needing, you know, potentially needing money, transmitter licenses, things like that. But I don't know. It's just such a shame, like that every, you know, gold or gold for cash business in New York isn't also, you know, selling 
Monero or accepting Monero for cash. That it seems like perfect, perfect place for that individual. You know, uh, I, heard, go ahead. I heard someone say um, on a podcast yesterday, he said, well, I think someone said, well, which would you rather have gold or, or, uh, or Monero? I think actually it was Monero talk. Maybe I was listening to that. And they were saying that it's important that you have both because right now we're looking at the potential of, um, you know, a cyber attack or a false flag cyber attack, you know, could be Russia, could be the deep state, who knows. Um, but there could be periods of time where cryptocurrency doesn't function that well if we have some kind of uh, broad level cyber attack, in which case, you know, you do want a hard asset. You, you do want to have some gold and silver physically on you. Mm -hmm. uh, and maybe even some US dollars cash might be useful in that kind of situation too. Definitely, definitely. Uh, yeah, man, Rothbard, what do you think? Any other comments? <laughs> maybe not. Just phone dad again. <laughs> All right, guys. All right. I think we're gonna yeah. wrap wrap it's it two up. Two hours. Uh, I gotta, I gotta go. My daughter's texting me right now. Uh, she'll be here any minute. And yeah, we'll we'll call it, we'll call it quits for for today. Thank you so much. I thought this was an amazing show. Uh, Body, thank you so much, man, for that that deep analysis. Uh, thanks, Individual A and Rothbard for jumping on. Please jump on anytime. Rothbard will definitely see you at Porkfest. Come hang out with us. And yeah, yeah that's just it. make sure to um, join our Telegram group if you haven't yeah monerotopia on telegram just keep the keep the convos going there you can also talk about pork fest if you want to come hang out at pork fest and thank you so much guys greatly appreciate it thank you guys thanks guys uh, see you next time all right, Ciao. see you next week adios everyone thanks for having me thank you for joining us on this week's monerotopia episode we stream live shows every saturday at 11 a.m eastern you can find and subscribe to our show on youtube and odyssey or listen to the podcast on itunes spotify or stitcher don't forget to follow us on Twitter or join us in the Monerotopia Telegram group. See you all next week.